Hey everybody, let me tell you about today's sponsor for our episode, the Brewers Kettle in High Point. They are the premier bottle shop. They are the place that I go to shop. They are the place that I frequent the most. And heck, they're the place where we even record our podcast at for almost all of our episodes. It is December, the month of Christmas. Yes, Christmas is right around the corner. Do you have a beer lover, wine lover, or cigar lover in your life that are absolutely hard to shop for? Swing on by the Brewer's Kettle. This is what my wife did for me last year. She went on by, she saw David, saw his staff, and she told them, said, hey, look, my husband likes beers. Here's sort of the beers he likes to drink. And they created a holiday six-pack catered just towards me and the beers that I like. And let me tell you, when I opened up this gift on Christmas morning, it was one of the best gifts that I had opened up. So come on by. You can even call your order in ahead, and they will bring it out to you if you don't feel safe getting out of your car. The Brewer's Kettle, they have it all down. They have it all figured out. Build your holiday six-pack. David can help you out with your wine, your beer, and your cigar selections. He's the man when it comes to all this stuff. He's the man that I trust. He's the man my wife trusts. He's the man that you should trust as well, too. And if you happen to be in Wilmington, Clemens, Lexington, or Kernersville, check out their staff and their owners, and they'll be able to do the same thing for you guys as well. The Brewer's Kettle, selling leisure since 2009. Hey everybody, check, check, check. One, two, one, two. Good. Alright, we recording. Beer was never meant to be bougie. Yeah, sometimes it's sour, sometimes it's sweet. That's right. Stop right there. Well, I just want to make sure because I was like, I can hear it. And, like, if I can hear it, they can hear it. I can hear it on there. Now you have to listen to the episode to hear if you can hear it. What's the name of the podcast? Just NC Beer Pride. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Pretty easy. Short, simple, to the point. We'll edit all your stuff. Tasty. All right. So, hey, we're gonna get started here. I just wanted to say thank you to Ben and Janae from Forgotten Road Ales. So, kind of take me. We're gonna kind of shift gears, sort of, kind of back to now the. What year are we in now? I don't Fourth, even know. Third, uh, reverse. We were in neutral for a while. Are we in like an eight, <laughs> we're in 18 we were, we were in neutral and just slammed on the gas. That's mm-hmm. all How I know. How long can your <laughs> podcast last? Because we're going we're gonna to Challenge accepted. Well, you know, with Todd Isbell, it was two episodes. Yeah, his his podcast get... was titled Unapologetically Todd because just no filter. So, I mean, I love him. Yeah. How long are you saying open air? <laughs> we'll be all right. <laughs> He just, <laughs> He's like, right. we'll be good. I couldn't hear him, he had a mask on. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good, you're good. So, obviously, Ben, you do all the brewing, right? You you, you came from a home brewing background and everything like that. Um, I do Jeanette, all the, the recipe development. Recipe development. I've got friends that are like, I want to come brew, and I let them brew. And you let them brew, or you don't let them brew? <laughs> I let them you brew. You let them brew. Ben, I'm saying, that, is, that is not the Forgotten Road Ale's beer that random fucking people brew. Ben brews oh, our yeah, beer. Yeah, I mean, I'm there. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, it I is let them all do the And he's like, press this button, now stir this, I now say, yeah. do this Now lift bit these 50-pound bags. Like, yeah. Let's go back yeah. to, like, Ruben. Like, so Ruben, his his day job through COVID really wasn't working because he, he, he does some medical device sales, and they just weren't doing surgeries to yeah. where I can well, truly, he can brew. Like, he can mm-hmm. run our system every bit of it he might have a, a an occasional question but like he can brew the system like and he has brewed batches of our beer uh completely during through, covid yeah like yeah, during you know, the through fermentation through kegging everything he has done 
so much of the work. So I am the brewer and recipe <laughs> developer. But it, like, if someone comes over and is like, oh, like I want to see what it's like to brew, like they're gonna fucking brew. They're like, gonna find out. Okay, move that to this. Wait, I'm gonna handle these cleaning chemicals because it will burn your fucking skin. Yeah. But other than that, like you are going to move hose A from you know point B to C, three Q R, all that yep. stuff. You're gonna do that work. And, and I'm gonna now sit back here's and a ton of cleaning. Yeah. You yeah. make them clean too. Clean all the hoses. Really? And I do. I make them. I make them place it. I shouldn't say make. I ask them to place it. <laughs> we and make him. I, I strongly suggest. He does Ruben, what we want Ruben him to I trust do. with the chemicals. Yeah. Uh, but he's the only one I trust with. Chem- well, like Charles, when he comes and does a veteran IPA, like I trust him with anything. Yeah. Yeah. For life, including that. But uh, yeah. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So Sorry, what was then, your question? No, so obviously <laughs> you do the brewing and recipe development there. Yeah. And Jeanette, you and do blending. Blending. And blending. 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 Sorry, blending. That's my favorite part of it. That's well, the only reason I started brewing. It is his favorite. Was to blend. Yeah. Well, you guys make killer sours and stuff like that, so I love them. I love every well, single. Well, the one sour I brought you actually isn't a blended do you guys, beer. Do you guys need to drink these? I'm good. I'm I don't doing know what a lot of talking. Are, no, know. I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll be doing in the in-between. I'll pour here in just just a minute. But um, I kind of wanted to get with, with your background because you got a very interesting background as well, too. So, obviously, we found out where your love of beer came from. But, so, Ben does the blending, brewing, recipe development. You said that she, you were not going to bring up that she used to be a stripper. <laughs> That I didn't bring lie. it up. I was gonna let it her is, bring it up. That's a lie. <laughs> a very big, checkered past, Jeanette. Big fat no. lies. So, but you do the marketing, right? You no, it was when I was a stripper that I really learned so much about beer. <laughs> about and about marketing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How to market never, yourself. Never ever was I a stripper. Ever. Thanks, Ben. But you were you were into marketing. I loved marketing. I love marketing currently. Um, now, did you start at one of the biggest Pennsylvania kind of places that fulfill your gas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ends in a Z? Place that shall remain nameless. Yes. Um, so I grew up in Altoona, Pennsylvania, which is the home of a um, convenience chain, which is definitely more than a convenience store. It's definitely an elevated brand. It was Sheets, for all of you wondering. <laughs> Um, I really wanted to work in their marketing department when I was There's in college. I don't think I have anything in my cans. It for felt you really either. heavy. I'll just have to pop open one of these. You'll have to pop open a yeah. Forgotten Red Ale's beer. Yes, sorry about that. No, you're good. Don't be sorry. <laughs> um, but I worked for Sheets. Um, I got into the marketing department, which was pretty hard to get into. Um, but that's kind of what I wanted to do since I was in college. And kind of figured out my path. I originally was a journalism major. I really liked to write, but I knew that I wasn't going to make any money writing and that I would be writing other people's stories. So I kind of wanted to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so marketing was really my love in life. So I went and worked for Sheets, worked in food and beverage product development, um, worked as kind of like a coffee projects manager, worked in event management, supervisory roles. Did a few different things in the marketing department, but um, it definitely taught me a lot. Definitely taught me a lot and um, really helped me. Like, Ben and I really are a good team. Um, We're the only two people with Forgotten Road Ales, aside from, you know, the people that help us just out of the goodness. They hate each other and work together. (laughs) We're the only two people that do that. I'm certain we're not. (laughs) No, you're not. I am certain we're not the only. No, you're definitely not. Yeah. 
but um, <laughs> but yeah, it just I it really helped kind of mold. Um, it just helped me figure out a lot of things, learn a lot of things. Um, took a lot of that to Forgotten Rodales and. Ben also worked for Sheets, and he was with Sheets for like 18 years. Um, just both of our experiences kind of helped us get to where we are. We, I think there are some people that occasionally ask us, like, what were the things that you didn't know um, that you wish you had known before you opened the brewery? The known and unknowns. <laughs> like, have you heard of the known unknowns? I just did. Oh. Wait, have you not heard of the known? Uh, who was the Secretary of Defense? Um, Rumsfeld. Oh, yeah. Rumsfeld. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The no, like you. If you haven't heard the speech, you need to, like, YouTube the speech of the known unknowns and unknown unknowns. Oh. In the known knowns, in the like, like, there's this whole thing. Like, there's the known unknowns. There's unknown unknowns. Okay. And like he talks about it. It is. It's actually one of the like like. You don't know if you're tripping on shrooms, smoking weed, <laughs> or it's just like, this is actually the smartest shit I've ever heard. Like, yeah. It's so true. But yeah, sorry to say that. <laughs> so what were, what were typical your... Typical Ben What, what were your right known there. unknowns, Janae? <laughs> <laughs> Opening the brewery. <laughs> I feel like we were really more... It wasn't one of my questions, but it is now. <laughs> I feel like we were better prepared than maybe many people were. Um... This had, been a, this had been a dream of your guys for a long time. Yeah, it was. This wasn't just like a, oh, we, we want to open a brewery for the hell of it. Yeah, Ben was a home brewer for 10 years before we opened up Forgotten Rodales. There was a lot of hard work that we put into it before then, which isn't unlike a bunch of others. But um, we, were, we were the normal home brewer that was like, oh, I'm going to open a brewery. Like, I don't think like, that. I don't well, think that we were the normal No, your guys' brewery. house was a full-on we, brewery. You had barrels. I mean, <laughs> we, like, have a, we had a barrel room. Like, like, yeah, you had a barrel room years ago. It was like, oh, like, I could open a brewery. Like, not saying every dumb home brewer, but like everyone that is like, finds a new hobby. Like, I could make this a living. And a little bit of it was that. And then as time went on, it was like, well, we can do this. Like, like we're making good beer. We understand business and like at that point we didn't necessarily understand beer we understand business as it went on we understand the beer business um i'm saying like pennsylvania did you give me this like one i'd look like because <laughs> like we were looking at places like when we lived in pennsylvania yeah this was which, before either of us worked in the industry yeah. which i worked in the industry before we started to professionally brew do we need game hold to adjust the mic okay we're good good sorry shit, game, game on game on this is the behind the scenes shit that you just it's don't even good. like you ignore it. It's Eventually the man, he'll say something. man behind the curtain adjusting the microphone. My goal is to get him to say something. It's an illusion. He won't say uh, anything. My game, it, but it's another ginger. There's two gingers here. You can talk you off mic. Okay. 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 <laughs> you don't see that many gingers out there. <laughs> um. Yeah, I really feel like we were a good team, and we had um, we had a good mix of stuff that we knew collectively that made us just a really good team regardless of regardless of anything like we both brought some really helpful knowledge to the table we wouldn't be forgotten red ales if ben didn't brew the really really fucking great beer that he brews um or if i without me yep. we wouldn't be the same it just wouldn't um 
you know, you need to sell the beer. You need to provide a place that's inviting. Um, you need to sell it in the right way. You need to know about the business model that is the most relevant right now in the industry today, which is so fickle and changes so much. Yeah. But but going from sheets, you know, I don't know what, if there was an in-between, you ended up working for the devil at some point. I worked for the devil. You know, I don't, I don't know where, <laughs> if it was from sheets to the devil or not, but yeah. then... Allegedly. <laughs> but it was, I left... You learned so, the beer business yeah. potentially through that, and then... I did. Your life experiences and everything that you've gone through, the both of you, had led you yeah. basically up to the point where you are basically having a full-on brewery in your house. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I came over for your party where Janae does not work for the devil anymore. Which is <laughs> still, still talk about it to this day. Allegedly. It's fantastic. Allegedly. <laughs> they're listening to this now. No. Allegedly. No, no they're always listening. They're Ooh. always they've listening. They've told us they've this listened. They've told us they're watching. They have people this that have commented on some of our posts before yeah. so this about is a known known. shit. This is a known known. It is a known known that they listen to us. And it's comical... When a four pack this of is an mix, An Anheuser Busch company uh, when, that we're talking about here. When a mixed four pack comes out, like after our mixed four pack comes out of stout. Hmm. Uh, but hey, so what's the next question on your list? Uh, or yeah. did, did we answer your question? Uh, I believe you did because you know basically what's I wanted the to get to that list. What's what 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 picture is that? Mackie, you're not barking. What what who? It says Ben and Janae. No, FRA. Who's, who's not getting? This is this is the company stop I work it. for. Oh, it's their letterhead. Okay, I'll it's stop. their it's their scratch pads. You don't work for another company. I don't work for another company. Uh, let's see here. So, there's a curtain. Quick question for you. This isn't the fucking Wizard of Oz. There's no curtain. <laughs> there, is there is a curtain. No curtain. <laughs> so one of the questions I really wanted to get into, um, especially because I know there's obviously a perception versus reality. Yes, this beard is real. Yes. So perception versus reality. You know, obviously perception of, hey, we want to open a brewery. And obviously everybody is super always optimistic when they think about, oh, it's just all going to be rainbows and kittens and puppies and pugs and everything like that. And it's he's, be not a he's, not dog. Dog. he's not okay. a pug, okay? He gets very offended when you call him a pug. What he's a French you bulldog. You see him looking at you? He's smart at you. <laughs> he, is. he is. So our director of PR, Mac the French Brewdog. He, he yes. can be happy because he would ruin the audio of just snorts the whole time. <laughs> he's here. He's a French. Yeah. He's great. Oh, yeah. He's got his own Instagram. Go follow him. He does. Mac the French Brewdog. Because he's not a bulldog. He's a he's brew not dog. A bulldog. He's not a bulldog. He's not a French pug. Someone in the beer garden at one point. Oh, my gosh. Um, Said, oh, that's my favorite dog that you have when I brought Mac out to give Mac a little break because he was tired of, you know, bartending and being the personality behind the bar. Yep. And I bring him out and someone's like, oh, that's my dream dog. And I said, oh, he's my dream dog, too. And they were like, yeah, pug. And I said, oh, no, no, no. He's a Frenchie. He's a French pug? And this woman says, a French. A French pug. Oh, Lord. Like, exclamatory, <laughs> not even questioning. Like, oh, yeah, a French pug. Yeah, cool. Those, those exist. Way cool. No, 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 no. So, that's fun, but... He's a French bulldog. Mackie, do you want to say hello? Yeah, bring him up so everybody can see him. Mackie, you want to say hello to everyone? <laughs> I don't know if y'all can hear that, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's excited. He's happy to be here. <laughs> Max, say hello. He's a French bulldog. Do not call him a pug. He gets very upset. He'll very. Be, yes. And not only will he be upset, his mom will be upset. Yes. 
Creep. His mom will be very upset. <laughs> she, if you've never seen the darts that Janae throws out of her eyes, <laughs> consider yourself lucky. <laughs> we call that resting bitch face. RBF. RBF. That needs to be a beer. Medical condition. RBF. I'm trying to think what fruit. He's trying what to. Fruit would be RBF. Right now, I just saw his brain. Raspberry. Raspberry. Blackberry, boysenberry. No, What's that's. F? What's F? What I'm saying, what, what would be. Fig. Fig. There's no fig puree. Uh, so that's a lot of fig to find. Fig's the only fruit with starch fig. No. Fresh something, but yeah. nah, Fig is good. the only fruit that starts with fig. That's true. Fig is the only fruit that does start with fig. Yeah. <laughs> um, just throw <laughs> some fig newtons in the boil. You'll be fine. Yeah. RBF. RBF. We'll come up with we'll, a We'll figure it out. RBF RBF. It'll be a beer that I brew with you. How about that? <laughs> hey, Ben. Shake let me on brew it the right beer. now. <laughs> You don't want me to brew beer. <laughs> well, no, I mean, beer. like, no. I didn't know if you had COVID. I mean, like, no, <laughs> I've never been tested, so. I just shake a little. I just shake a little. <laughs> like, if shaking more this than once, you're playing with it. This is not a COVID cough. It is just a laugh, intense sure, laughter sure, cough. Sure, sure, So, okay. Gets back, back, back. See, we were in neutral at that point with the, the gas slam. <laughs> so, back in gear now. Um, so, what, what was kind of the perception versus the now the actual reality now that the brewery is open? You know, has there been anything that you're like, man, I really thought it would play out like this, and it's actually played out like this, or vice versa, good, bad, bad, good, known, unknown? Yeah, we thought our wit beer would sell a lot more. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Come to find out, we need to brew a blonde ale, and that sells like a motherfucker. Is it just because people are more familiar with a blonde ale as opposed to a wit beer? No, it's it's people the, coming in wanting the ultra like fans a- like. A light it's, lager. Yeah, they just they want a light lager. And the Blondale like, really speaks lager? to them because it's very clean. Yeah. It's easy drinking. We really, we honestly, at some point, we'll have a secondary brand umbrella that our more approachable beers fall under. More approachable beers are like our um, Scottish Ale, our Ward Street Wit, um, the Recruit Blondale, things like that. So they'll fall under a different brand umbrella eventually when we move them to that. But for right now, they're under the Forgotten Rodale's umbrella. Those are the beers that we really um, wanted to kind of be seen as a little bit different from the Forgotten Rodale's brand. Because the Forgotten Rodale's brand is it's kind of beers that we want to drink. But it's also the beers that are very popular with people. And then some that are gateway beers. Um, but they're not essentially basic. So, yeah. you know, New England's. Sours, barrel-aged beers, some wild ales. Uh, there's a bunch of different things that fall under the umbrella of what we, what the Forgotten Road Ales brand is. And a blonde ale doesn't necessarily fit. But I remember Ben and I having the conversation of him wanting to brew the blonde ale to kind of take the place of the Ward Street Wit. And we had talked about it, and I was like, yeah, I mean, why not? Like, let's let's just do it. We'll give it a shot. We can brew a small batch. People make mistakes. We're allowed to experiment and do away with something. (laughs) It was a big batch. Now it's constantly in the top three of our sellers every single week. So, and I do, for the record, I don't like Blondales. I'm not a lager fan. I know a lot of people in the beer industry tend to be big lager fans. There are some that I do really enjoy, but I'm not a fan of Blondales, which is, Blondale's not a lager, for the record. We're talking about super light beers here. Um, and we're forgotten our ales, so we don't brew a lager. Yeah, you do ales. Yeah, which is super fun when someone comes into the brewery. I like ales. 
What do you have? Ales. Oh, here's our list. I have all the ales Enjoy. Here. But I love our blonde ale, and I've never before loved a blonde ale. And I remember the first time that Ben brewed it, being like, I want to take cans of this home and drink it. And that's not the shit that I fucking enjoy. I don't crush anything unless it's a fucking PBR to dive bar. I'm not enjoying something that's light. I'm yeah. just not. And I really enjoy our blonde ale, so. Awesome. So why, why Graham? All right, I'm going to walk away for this 10-minute conversation. <laughs> why it's, not, Graham, is the question. Yeah. That's not so the Graham, question. Well, it's yeah. not why not. Like, like, why would we... So, as we got into Graham, we realized that it, there was a lot of growth. It was a small town. We had the ability to be, to be, to be the brewery there in town. Um, and there's four in the county, but, like, we had the ability to be the brewery in Graham. Um, we want it to be a local spot. We want it to, no matter where we were, we, we, like, we want it to be one of the local bars in all actuality. It was just, we were going to make our own beer. We want people to know us through the state, through the country. But, like, the focus was local. Uh, so we found, it was the last place we were looking at. So we were looking. Yeah. We were looking strategically. Yeah, I was, I was, because I was I'm going to do a better story. job of articulating. <laughs> Let's be fucking real. It was Ben's glass is empty anyway. As Ben steps away like Homer Simpson into the <laughs> into <curtain>. the bushes, <laughs> or yeah, the bushes, and just blends into the background like he likes to do. Um, we were looking between the triad and the triangle. <sighs> we felt that that area was really underserved. There were only two breweries within kind of the realm that we were in plus there was red oak in that area red oak we it's kind of a different beast yeah. in and of itself because of the size of the brewery and, and the beers lagers. that they brew they brew lagers so mac you need to be quiet you're not involved in this podcast yeah you had your moment he's not usually a barker but ben walked away and he's very concerned for some reason but there were, it was an area that was underserved between the triad and the triangle. We were looking in Burlington, Elon, Graham, and Mebane. We mm-hmm. live in Burlington. Really, Graham was the last of those four spots that was on our list. And one night, and I've told this story a hundred times probably. <laughs> what are you drinking? What do you get over there? Just don't let me throw it away. Yeah. Okay, cool. Ben's drinking. Ben's just cracking a pilsner. Don't mind him. Um, but Graham was really the spot for us. One night we fell in love with Graham. That is a shit fucking pour if I've ever seen hey, one. Hey, if 2020 was a pour, that'd be that. <laughs> <laughs> it is about 93% head. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. But Graham really was just weird. this place that had something else that these other place really other places really didn't. Um, it was also a half mile off I-40 and I-85. Yep. So where they're both Good together yeah. for a certain part, which in beer tourism, that's important if you're very accessible. In regular life, it's important to be accessible. We're right in the heart of downtown. We're one of the four blocks that surround Courthouse Square, which is really the very center of the town. And then beyond that, there were a couple other businesses there that you could tell that there were good things on the verge of happening. There's a craft cocktail bar called Fitz and Faulkner, which is kind of like a speakeasy that um, that was really the night we fell in love with Graham. We were at Fitz um, 
ran into someone who knew us as home brewers and was like, you guys need to put a brewery in Graham. And we were like, eh, it's last on our list. But like, I mean, we looked at a couple spots there. By the end of the night, after we did what we did, which was finish drinks at the cocktail bar, go to a pop-up art show, um, go visit the bar that we affectionately and lovingly refer to as a dive bar, which is Maple Street Tavern, who we absolutely love. And it was the first dive bar, which if you're from Pennsylvania, like every bar is a dive bar. Um, it was the first dive bar in, what, the four years that we had been in North Carolina that actually felt like home to us, that felt like a good place. Um, that was the night that we fell in love with Graham and we never looked back. And there are many other reasons that we chose Graham, but that was really the place for us. That's our home. Um, I feel like more so than anywhere we've ever lived to, which I think is really saying something. That community, there are people. It's a perfect spot for the brewery. I'm really happy that we landed there. Yeah, and you guys are in a fantastic spot. I mean, you guys basically renovated an old gas station. Yeah. I mean, you can they, you can go people can go back on your Instagram and check out the the renovation. I mean, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that went into that, <laughs> and then to see the the final, you know, outcome of what it became, and I love it. I think it's a fantastic yeah. spot. Uh, easy to get to right off the highway. A lot of um, outdoor space. Yeah, a lot of yeah. outdoor space. I mean, the beer garden looks fantastic. And then, too, I mean, like you said, you're, you're, you're within the four blocks of that courthouse, and you can park at your place, get a cold beers, and go walk around the, the historic downtown. I mean, it's yeah. got the old movie theaters, the, the Art Deco glass, and, like, the neon mm-hmm. out there. I mean, it's it's a, it's a time warp. The slumdog houses are going behind us, though. What? Yeah, they yeah, tore they them tore down. Them all down. We're going to get some apartments behind us, some storefronts. So there you go. I mean, they're built-in customers. Yeah, we're, we're pumped to see that happen. That's awesome. It's a really gl- great place that feels like there's something that exists there. It's, it's not just, yeah, it's not just a location. It kind of, I mean, like we meet people all the time who come into the bar or maybe on a road trip and they're like, yeah, we waited half an hour until you guys opened because we were passing through and didn't want to miss out. You, we looked at your menu and like we were like, oh, yeah, fuck it. We're going to hang out and wait around until they open, which insider fact if you pop by the brewery we fucking live there so chances are you can probably drink at any given point in time if you see a black ford f-150 or an orange c30 in the parking lot i came one of us are there and we'll probably give you beer there's a song about if it sounds like you really, really want some Forgotten Rodale's beard at the point we're not open. I did. I started kicking and pulling on all the doors. I came by on a Tuesday when y'all were closed, and some strawberry blonde came up. Tall, tall <laughs> strawberry blonde. Good looking, too. Came out. Don't know who that would be. My, was I showing my curls? You were a little bit. <laughs> it gave me some beers. Yeah, I mean, you guys are awesome. You guys have always been hospitable and everything like that. Um, so you guys have some very unique beer names. Noodles on my roommate. Silkies. Mm. How, did, how did you guys come up with those names? So we have to a, brew. Thank a, you so much, Chris. Noodles on my roommate. For mentioning. This becomes a third hour of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that Janae had the long answer with why, no, why Graham? That's her answer. That, like, yeah, the noodles on her totally. roommate is 
Noodles on her roommate. That's my, yeah. That's noodles, my, noodles on my roommate. Noodles on my roommate? Yeah, noodles on my roommate. Yeah, there was no her in there. Remember? There was no her in there, and I'm like, wait a minute. Was it her roommate they treat noodles off of? No, 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 no. This is a really super fun story, and um, a really... Full detail? No, I'm not going to go full detail. If you were, I was It's going to be a five-hour fucking podcast if we do that shit. No, so that's a beer that I've been begging Ben to brew again. Um, Noodles on My Roommate is a super cool college story. Um, It was like toward the very end. I may have graduated from college at that point. I was still in college mode. Uh, Went to Boston to visit a really good friend with another really good friend. We're kind of like the Three Musketeers and um, a beer name spawned from that because, you know, we're drunk assholes just partying it up in Boston. <laughs> it was a great time. There's never any drunk people It in really Boston, needed ever. memorialized in a beer. So Noodles on My Roommate came to be, and it will be again. We'll brew it again soon, Forgotten Red Ale's listeners, regardless of whatever argument Ben has with me that he says I don't want to fucking brew that beer again We're, it's going to happen y'all are asking for it Yeah, I want it and that's really all that's all that matters. matters that's all that matters but does Noodles want it himself <laughs> <laughs> what was the what was the question what, 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 how do you come up with your beer names because oh. you got because Silky's is one but so, Silky's is also the, so, the different kind of sours and stuff like that isn't it or is it the uh, New England IPA so, so we we take a mix of what stupid life event or what random life event do we have going on? Um, so, like, Noodles and Warrior Made is one of the more, like, comical stories that we have. Occasionally, we get a little political. She gets a little political and I let her name stuff. I shouldn't say that. She names it. Matt, shut up. They can hear you. Um, then, but, like, so, so we kind of have the generic names of Call sign or hazy IPAs typically, yep. but same breath we do DDH Galaxy Sunshine. So Sunshine just being a comical nickname in the Marine Corps. If you ever seen Full Metal Jackets, mm-hmm. kind of that 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 line, not sip of sunshine. It just was like shit. Okay, well, we won't talk about that. Uh, but some are very like. Like to the heart, so we do a beer called Torny. We don't do it often. We've only done it once. We'll probably do it again. But Torny is for a fellow Marine that actually died stateside. That was a local Marine here uh, in North Carolina. He lived over in Greensboro. Uh, I think was actually raised in the High Point area where we're really? at now. Yeah. All right. uh, so there's a Garrett Torny Foundation. So it's it's that Torny. We do M325, which is a, a dedication beer. We do Not All Family's Blood. Uh, we brew that. That's our Veterans Day, which will become our Veterans Day and Memorial Day IPA. We brew that with, with uh, a good buddy of mine that was also in the Marines, uh, Charles, that we homebrewed together. And Great like, guy, by the way. Yeah, it was like, oh, we'll just awesome. do like, we'll do like some, like, we'll find another brewer. And it was just like, I find another brew. Like let's just like, like, like life's Bruce crazy. It's always busy. Humans who we like, know. This like we know that we'll get together and brew this beer. We tweak it a little bit. We try to improve it each year, but of course the hops. Um, we use Yakima, 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 Yakima chief. chief hops. Um, veterans blend. 
which this year I was fortunate enough to be able to help come up with the blend, the oh, ratio nice. of different blends. Awesome. Which was kind of weird sitting at home, well, sitting at the brewery and doing it. Do they uh, usually do it Was that the day that I came CBC in? Normally. You were over there, you had all the different yeah. hot things and you were grinding yeah. them and smelling them yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah. Uh, it looked like I was getting ready to get I was saying, it looks really like hot. you were, I was like, <laughs> I hope I those are hops, Ben. You were a little shake so, there. Yeah, so I, I did that and I kind of came up with mine, I submitted it and then we did a Zoom call. Which was pretty cool because I think did, I think they did Pink Boot Society uh, hops this year that way too. I feel like they do one other hop blend that way, so it's kind of cool sitting through and and, and and I was canning <laughs> when when the call went, took place, so I didn't talk a whole ton because I was trying to do like three things at once. Because he's Ben Farrar also, uh, but it was it was cool submitting and and I knew what they were, so I didn't. Like I gave my, my, my input on the final submission, uh, so we're pumped for that to happen. Um, but like the name wise, like they just sometimes it's just what quickly comes to me. So call signs, what's nice is I can really just say one word and it'll work. Like haze maker, it was just like all right, like no one would ever sit on a radio because that's what a call sign is—is is mm-hmm. talking through the radio. No one would ever necessarily have haze maker. But they may nowadays. Like, like some of it's just like simple. Like we do Charlie because it's a bunch of citra hops, yep. uh, or C lettered hops. But then, like I said, we have Torney, we have M thirty twenty fifth, we do February Drill, which is our barley wine because you want to drink that big warming beer in the middle of February when it's cold shit outside in five year in a porter john to stay warm. Um, you know that's that's what happened. So our weird our fucking names, stories that I know nothing. Yeah. she's like, wait, what? <laughs> truly come from wherever. Some have meaning, some do not. Yeah. Like, and people ask us, like, where did that come from? We're like, I don't know. Nowhere, nowhere at all. Like, we yeah. just truly just was like, all right, we, here's the name. Here it is. And like, but like, um, so we brought a bottle of Yellow Footprint Strawberry. So Yellow Footprints is the beginning journey for a marine. Is you get on Yellow Footprints. And someone starts yelling at you as you get off the bus, and that is your they start. They never stop yelling so yeah. for, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for us, <laughs> like, like Yellow Footprints is our first beer we ever brewed. Yep. When I brewed it, it was like, all right, this is either going to go down the drain or we're going to put it in barrels. So we just threw it in barrels because it wasn't um, tannic at all or extrinic at all through the brewing process. So it was like, all right, let's just throw it in barrels because it was just learning the system. Yep. But we made good work. So... We threw it in barrels. We waited a while. Put it on a couple different sh- types of strawberries. Yeah, we put awesome. it on a couple. We put it on two types of strawberries because there's there's a plastic plasticiness that you can get from strawberries that I really pick up. So we're like, all right, let's find some local farmers through the farmers markets. We'll try it out. We may dump some. We may keep it. Both. We were able to not pull that plastic phenol. So we blended them together, and then we actually added a little bit more of the barrel back to it to to make, like, strawberries are very delicate, I feel. Mm. So it, it they're delicate in that beer. They're not, like, punchy in the face. It's not an artificial strawberry yeah. flavor. Yeah, no. I mean, it, yeah. And it's, yeah. like, like, give credit where credit's due. Like, Pontefiore makes Rhythm Rug, and that is the strawberry beer to like, try to make. Model it, your it all strawberry like, beers Well, after. it's, uh, we won't modeling. Um, but the, the, because the, the standard. Yeah, the standard of like, here's how you don't fuck up a strawberry beer, and it's very easy to do. Here's how to do it. Um, so we were we were pleased that we didn't screw it up. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. 
Do you have a favorite beer name, Ben? That we've ever done? No. So once was asked. I feel like so, that's a trick question, Janae. No. Yeah, that was a very. <laughs> she was like, hmm. From so my background I where, here. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know where that she's was going a with it. Yes so slash no. My, not a good, not a good question. Yeah. I, so we were talking about the Marines earlier. I lost a close friend of mine that was in the team I was in mm-hmm. um, in 2005, and Janae one day asked me, said, "Would you ever name a beer after Jordan?" So it was Lance Corporal Jordan Crest. Um, and I said, I don't know if I'll ever make a beer that will will reach that level. Like I make I make memorial beers, but that 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 was a different personal connection that I yeah. have with that person. Like waking up for six weeks in a tent beside this guy, you know, smelling fart, smelling feet, smelling whatever it may be, fucking weird spiders in tents that like like there was a bond there that we had even previous to that of like sharing hotel rooms, me avoiding strip clubs, him coming back and being like, well, fuck it, towards a strip club. But like, like at the point I name, <laughs> I name a beer around Grez, and it could be our, our Lambic series, our Lambic inspired series that will start here this season, could be somehow like his name incorporated into that. Uh, being Goose, Grez, and, yeah, yeah, yeah I think work. we can screw yeah. with it and, and have fun with that. And it may not be, it still doesn't necessarily live up to what I feel should be the beer for his name, but those are the beers that I'm most passionate about in the future, and I'm most passionate about in general that that is fitting for it. Yeah, I mean, because there's a personal connection there, so obviously you want the beer to be as perfect and as good as it can be because you feel like you're honoring the person by making that beer yeah at one point there was like that's a person and to make something that embodies that person and would honor that person at the same time you know yeah yeah so i mean (laughs) we have a lot of really just the names are all across the board we tend to do the more like esoteric stuff as um sour ip names so ben and i at one point had a branding strategy behind some of the names um like we knew that we were going to preface the new england ipas with call sign we knew that we were going to preface the um easier sours with day patrol so there were things like that but then the sour ipas there was stuff that i was like i just i have like a book of beer names that i've had since like i jotted down notes for many years before we even opened and there was stuff that I have in there that I was like, this would be a really cool beer name one day. Just because, you know, beer geeks dream of that shit. Like, cool, what if I named a beer? This is what I would name it. Yeah. And it would be something kind of personal or just something, like, way out there that just comes from my brain. So, um, but that's not what ships are for is probably my favorite. And that was a New England, or it was a um, Sour IPA. And... Um, it just comes from the saying, a ship a ship is safe at harbor, but that's not what ships are for. Yeah. And I think it was the first sour IPA that we had ever brewed. It was. And there just aren't a lot of people that are brewing those around here in North Carolina. I love a sour IPA. Yes, same. I wish we could have one on tap all the time. It doesn't always work out like that. But... Um, it was just, it was cool to have people be like, I'll have 
the ships are for yeah. like just it's not what seeing people for. reading the beer menu and just you know it's cool okay. when someone actually takes the time to be like I'll have but that's not what chips are for and I'm like cool okay yes you will getting a little bit of a boss pour because yes. you said the whole fucking long ass name that I came and up with and you said it correctly yeah so how many more questions how many questions do you skip well so how many I'm, questions do you skip I got I have more but obviously we're up against the time by who will they let us keep going Cameron you ready to kick us out yet okay I don't want to hold you up Yes. We're good. Track and roll then. So one of the questions that I wanted to ask you, because, you know, you were always one to have a filter and never speak your mind on anything. Yeah, that's totally me. Yeah. You just described me in a nutshell. I, 100% you. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, from following your, your personal Instagram and stuff like that, you know, and being friends with you on Facebook, kind of get a glimpse into your world kind of behind the bar and... I know there's really no really good way to ask this, but it's like, what is it like being a female in the beer world, right? Because, you know, seeing some of the posts, <laughs> I love reading your posts mm-hmm. and then reading the 105 comments, I'll find myself, Man. you know, insomniac, reading them all, being like, <laughs> that's funny, you know. But basically you have, I don't know if it's always older people, you have men coming in being like, oh, hey, you're a girl, yeah. you don't know about beer. Yeah. You know, let me ask somebody else, or you know, what do you know? I mean, how how is that? How do you kind of handle? I don't want to say being a woman in the beer world, mm-hmm. um, but how do you handle being a woman in the beer world? Yeah, it's different. Um, I know there've been times when there was a customer at the bar, and Ben, being number one, a dude, but number two, someone who's stubborn, because there are definitely men who understand how this stuff works. Ben hadn't worked in the beer industry before I did. I worked in the beer industry prior to this and he never had. So there are things that I had experienced where um, I would go into an account. um, I worked in marketing in the industry, but part of that would be kind of selling beer for event planning. Um, My counterpart worked in sales and he and I would go in together to accounts sometimes and try and sell beer to someone. And I remember one particular account we walked into, um, my counterpart had said something about, like, yeah, Janae's a certified Cicerone, and she's a badass, which is always like, fuck, how do I... Cool, hope I hope I come off <laughs> that I, way to you, because... Thanks, thanks for uh, we'll propping s- me up we'll there. We'll see about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but despite him saying this, and multiple times saying, yeah, J- I'm a certified beer server... Janae's a certified Cicerone. Like there are like twenty thousand at the time. There were probably twenty thousand certified beer servers, and at the time, probably twenty five hundred certified Cicerones. So a lot fewer of us. Uh, I remember a guy at one of the accounts just looking to my counterpart and asking him all the questions and the tasting questions, even after repeated mentions of. Like, hey, hey Janae knows, knows more yeah. than I do. Like, I'm literally sitting here telling you, she knows more than I fucking do. Um, I think part of it is you want to show people... You kind of almost sometimes want to shock people and let them know um, what your perception is is incorrect and maybe think about it next time before you approach someone in a certain way, before you treat a woman somewhat differently because it's not always 
someone's a fucking asshole. Sometimes it fucking is, but sometimes it's someone just in their head they're Being thinking ignorant. dudes know more about yeah they're ignorant is all it comes down to which also isn't really okay but i'm honestly surprised i don't see as much of it as i thought i would in the tap room but then there are times where it's fucking glaring um there was a guy who walked into the bar it was probably five six weeks ago and Right from the get-go, I just could tell what kind of person he was. He said, he's like, where do I meet the women around here? I'm sure they're not hanging out at breweries because beer's for men. In oh, <laughs> every comment, I, if you haven't met me, yeah. um, like Chris knows me. Chris knows me pretty well right off the bat, but yeah. I'm very real with people, and I'm, I'm a sarcastic asshole, and I'm an honest asshole. Um this guy just had some comments and I would just give it right fucking back to him. Probably after the third comment, I was ready to kick him out and Ben wasn't really seeing the comments that this guy was giving and I was being very sharp with him and essentially saying, this is not okay. Like literally saying at points, this is not okay. Like, nah dude, shut the fuck up. And it was one of those rare people who just, um, it wasn't he didn't have a clue, it was he was just... He was doing it on A purpose. fucking shit bag. Yeah. So, um, I ended up kicking him out. <laughs> I grabbed his beer from him and I said, oh, you're fucking done here, get the fuck out. Like, you're not going to treat people like this. It's not acceptable. Um, so, bottom line is, if someone comes into the brewery, there, there's been a time or two where someone has asked, like, hey, uh, what's your beer recommendation? But, like... Uh, I don't want a girly beer. And I remember telling Ben, my comment for that now is going to be just to fucking take the menu away from that person and be like, oh, sorry. All we have I'm is girly a fuck, beers. I have a vagina, and I like all these beers. <laughs> so I guess they're not yeah, for you. probably come back that you're another like. day. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of like to deal with some shit with sarcasm that's very based in realism, but... I'm very, I'm pleasantly surprised that we don't see that as as much or that I don't see that as much. I do notice sometimes things like if my niece is helping us bartend, she's younger, she's more petite. She doesn't know as much about beer as we do. And people definitely kind of try and take advantage of that. And that really frustrates me, makes me mad. So I almost feel protective over her when she's bartending, um, and she's told me some things that happen, and I know that people wouldn't treat um, people wouldn't treat someone who's not a woman that way. It's kind of the nature of things. Like, there's only so much you can be frustrated about it because there are things that are reality. Just like racism exists in the world, and you know that that exists. Classism, classism exists. Uh, there are a lot of things that exist that you know that you're going to come across people who are like that who you're going to have to deal with. So. It's just kind of, you just deal with it as you need to, and you you get to curate the people that come into your bar, too, which I think some people don't necessarily understand, um, like other bar owners. Uh, you get to curate the people that come in. So if someone comes in and they're acting a certain way, you have the power to be there and say, that's not acceptable here, and if you're going to act like that, like get leave. the fuck out. Yeah. There's someplace else for you. There's actually a regular customer that we have right now who every time he comes in, we joke about the times that I have 
giving it to him. And I straight told him off one night. He was making <laughs> shitty comments. And um, I looked at him. I was like, that's not fucking acceptable. Don't come in here with that bullshit again. And I remember there was a woman who sat across the bar from me as I was bartending. Like an older woman who just looked over at me. And we like kind of caught each other's eyes. And she gave me a fucking fist bump. And I'll always kind of remember that. She was like get it bitch you tell this that guy that's not, not like acceptable his name his name is not chris <laughs> yeah. ben you. always called him chris <laughs> no we thought his name was chris ben oh, thought his yes. name was chris we right. we now we just put so. his name in our pos system as chris, as chris to <laughs> fuck with him and show them show him you know but he's good people he's one of those few people who yeah. actually um just isn't a shitty human who just thinks that that's okay sometimes. Yeah. And I'm Janae, so I'll just put someone in their place and say, that's not fucking acceptable. Don't yeah. come in here with that shit. Yeah. And then they don't, and it's okay. Well, um, the cool part about owning your own business is you can do that. Totally, totally. Yeah, and there are times where I've actually been like, wow, that person actually received that very fucking well. Yeah. Um, they didn't write a two-star Google review <laughs> yeah. about the stupid bitch who works behind the bar as a vagina and actually knows things about beer. Right. So, but it's cool to be able to show people that there are... It's, it's cool to be able to change someone's mind about 100%. something. Yeah. When different that, perspectives, different views. Yeah. Hey, holy crap, maybe I shouldn't automatically assume that, right. you know, the girl behind the bar doesn't really know what she's talking about, and she's just a pretty face to draw people in. Yeah, and there's, I have a beer name that I've written in my book of beer names that alludes to that, where I was working at a different brewery at that point in time. There's this guy with this super long beard, and people are like, oh, yeah, see the brewer? <laughs> and I, you know, like, no, he, he wasn't. We're both bartenders. Um, but I like to challenge people and teach them through that. It's not my favorite thing to be an asshole to people. Well, sometimes Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes it's fun, it's fun, sometimes it's like fun to poke the bear. But I really like to give people an opportunity to kind of maybe do better or to learn from the things that come out of their mouth. So be that I'm a bit abrasive sometimes or sarcastic sometimes, I feel like it does give people the opportunity to say, oh, okay, this chick knows a fucking lot about beer. Maybe the next time I walk into a brewery and I see a female behind a bar, I'm not going to make an assumption and I'm just going to ask her something. So Yeah, good. That's it's good. an opportunity more than anything. It's a, it's, a, it's a learning experience for the person on the other side of the bar. Mm -hmm. Somebody who may have had a closed mind towards one thing it's an opportunity for them to have, to have that their mind opened if, if they choose to. If not, then they're right. gonna, they're going to get the if abrasive. Not, <laughs> I'm taking your your beer if you're going to be shitty. <laughs> you get the fuck out of my bar. I'm going to try that next time I'm there. Do it. Yes. Cause a big scene. Be awesome. <laughs> Be a one no star balls. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I know we've been kind of going on and on and on and on and on with this. Um, we've gone into neutral. We've gone into many gears and reverse. I think at some points. Um, as, as Jeff alluded to you guys earlier, there is one question that I ask everybody at the end of the podcast, and I feel it's a, it's a very important question, and since you've admittedly never listened to a single episode, this is going to be brand new for you. Um, so, but it's a very important question that we get asked all the time as kids and never get asked as adults anymore. I think if more people ask adults this, there will be a better place. I'm answering it first. I'm answering it first, She's pterodactyl because they're badass why wouldn't you want to fucking be a pterodactyl like that's the dinosaur yeah. i want to be what it doesn't dinosaur matter who you asked yes. me that question 
For a decade now, it is a fucking pterodactyl. Now, why is it a pterodactyl? <laughs> why wouldn't it be a pterodactyl? But why would it be? Because you're a dinosaur that can fucking fly. Yeah, but... Like, look at that shit. Just fucking just think of just, like, hearing, like, watching Jurassic Park and hearing their wings flap. Like, <laughs> like think of, like, a 30-foot fucking wingspan. Like, the only thing other is, like, Avatar, like, the weird dragon things they fly. But just think of a fucking pterodactyl. You just get to fly, or you can just just slowly just... I'm learning things Hang here. out and just fly and just float, or... There's another word for that, not float. Glide. Soar. Glide. Soar. Glide. Yeah, all those bird words. Just over everything. It's time for Ben but to be cut off. you still have the fucking beak <laughs> that is long as my arms and just fucking... Snatch up a rabbit. Snatch up a fucking probably, deer. Probably. I don't know deer, if there were rabbits. Like, anything much more than a deer, you're good. Yeah, but if you ever watch Jurassic Park, it's nowadays that they brought these dinosaurs back, and that's a true story. It's a documentary. Like, you get to fucking snatch up a, a fucking rabbit. Like, oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not rabbit. So clearly, like, Chris, so yes, he's answered your question, yes. and we're done yes. here. So what? what about you? You haven't <laughs> answered it. Uh, I don't really know what the fuck the question was. <laughs> oh, so the question ben, was, it, you know. what's your favorite dinosaur? <laughs> uh, mine's, uh, you, fuck, you, Ben. Mine's a fucking pterodactyl. It's a pterodactyl. You guys are made for each other. As well. As well. Is that really your question? Yeah. It no, really it's not. Yeah. How the it, fuck did you know the answer? Because Jeff told him. Jeff told me. Fuck you. Yeah. See? Insider information. Yeah, no, no I really Jeff. wish I was surprised about that. I well, wish it wasn't just I was ben leading up to it to be a surprise, but then Ben... Being presumptive. I so he was right there. He was like, right there on the edge, and he's like, like I got it. It, it, it. No, fuck I will you. Say, I'm really disappointed. You Come up said with something you else. Don't be disappointed. That is one of the greatest questions It's a really good asked. question. Like, what dinosaur would you... Because like, for me, for, for... You always get asked as a kid, but never as an adult. It's like... I'd be a fucking pterodactyl. And I've been asked that in the past 10 years of my life. By who? I want names. I don't know. <laughs> She's just like, asked, what? Like, like, what dinosaur would you be? I would be a fucking pterodactyl. I really didn't know that was the question. Like, I really thought he was be? going on pointlessly for a while. Uh, and I was very... I feel and like you're like, all right, whatever. I need a name of beer. Call sign pterodactyl. Pterodactyl. Good luck spelling it. Yeah, I was like, good luck spelling it. Well, that's what you're for. P-T-E-R-O-D-A-C-T-Y-L. Probably. Hopefully I didn't fuck that shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just copy, you know, because Birdsong does a. Oh yeah, pterodactyls on, on, tur- turtles on turtles or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. Something we can't that. fuck with that. We we're not gonna try is and fuck trademarked? with that. I don't, I don't know if it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we just can do, make it once. Just do like one of the Dinobots. We'll just make it once. <laughs> the Dinobots. Once, the swoop was the pterodactyl. What? There what? Okay, here, Chris. Transformers. Yeah. Oh. Have you ever Ooh, answered the que- answered this question on a I podcast? Have, I have. Fuck you. And it's a brontosaurus because you know I was fatter as a kid. Yeah. A little husky. Yeah. And you know I had an older brother, so he always took the Tyrannosaurus, which is like the badass one. So I was like, yeah, fine, I'll be the fat like you, plant eater. You okay. can't do that. Uh, so with a lot of stuff going on in the world right now and everything we're at, what is the one thing that you both are really excited about right now? Um, that's a really great question. Cool ship. I'm excited about getting a cool ship. Yeah, are you getting, getting one? We're getting I'm a cool getting, ship. Oh, another, in a couple weeks. I am, another. You guys have gone from a new beer release that Every nobody's Friday. nobody's heard about yet. Oh yeah. That we just dropped on here. You guys got a brand new canning line, so no more handwriting labels. 
to well, know. we weren't handwriting labels. Not well, handwriting to the be labels. Fair, but no but more manually canning. Canning them and everything like that, and now a cool ship. Yeah. Open fermentation. Mm-hmm. Uh, summertime, we'll do some open fermentation with some saisons with it. And, awesome. And mess around, and probably just keep them all stainless, not do any oak. Um, but so the goal is like. We don't have our Allagash White. We don't have our 805 Blonde. We don't have a beer that is 60% of our sales to, to pay for everything to be able to do whatever we want to do. Yep. When we started, we wanted to be able to do whatever sour beers we wanted, and that's my passion. So really, our 805 or our Blonde or our Allagash White is our hazy IPAs and our fruited sours, our day patrols. So those beers are not easy to make but they're not necessarily overly complicated but the fact that we don't have a um, flagship we use those beers to just kind of which is intentional like, 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 we make them very approachable for anyone to be able to try and we see that day in and day out that they're like oh, I didn't know I like sour beers or I didn't think I liked that IPA so to be able to get the cool ship in there and to be able to make slowly more and more every year 100% North Carolina slash Southern Virginia Northern South Carolina but use like currently our Blondell the recruit is all Carolina malt house malt um, to be able to take that into our spontaneous beers through the cool ship and use the hops that we have through our own property at the brewery and through Fleming Hop Farms, which is out on the coast, uh, which is a veteran-owned hop farm, and take those those dried hops, age them. Uh, it sometimes is a premium price, but our own are not premium, so it's cheap. Um, and slowly make that blend of a true local beer of as local as we can get malt, as truly as local as we can get uh, hops. And, and be able to blend those beers, which hopefully will have all the fruit from our, our small half-acre brewery, use their fruits on some of those beers and those blends to, to truly make as as local, organic, well not organic, like organic as in place, not yeah. organic as in certified, uh, beers that we can make and blend is, is, is what I'm most excited about. It's, it's why... I wanted to start a brewery is to pay for all of our other beers pay for what I truly kind of want to do and therefore it makes my work worthwhile on those hazy IPAs that they suck to make because it's a it's a dream that people have this of this pillowy um, fluffy beer that is magical and mythical that really doesn't exist mm. like, like like you drink so many of these beers and they're still dry they still have a, a, an abundance of different tropical fruits and, and overripe fruits aromas that people don't want but that's what they love and, and just all this that just no matter what truly does like we drank a King Julius earlier and it's like people want this sweetness but like that beer's dry like it, it it's it's an amazing beer and the treehouse makes amazing beers but like for me it is that beer that no one truly knows 
what a good hazy IPA is because in their head they had this one that was hyped up that led to another that was hyped up that led to all their local stuff that they like or they don't like but it didn't meet that but maybe it's not that hype factor that like, there's a lot of really good hazy IPAs being made out there um, which we feel we make good hazy IPAs but those beers are paying for that passion of the cool ship yeah um especially the way we have our cool ship built to be able to transfer it around in the truck if we want to or put it out in our own beer garden which is is now our half acre little urban farm um that's what i'm excited about i think that's what you asked yes yes very well that is very well done that is what i'm excited so that's awesome so we're gonna end uh i appreciate you guys so much appreciate you coming out I uh, appreciate the Brewer's Kettle, again, hosting us and having us here and staying open a little bit past hours so we can kind of finish up this podcast. It's very awesome then. Where can people find you guys, either on social media, Facebook, wherever? Even if I thought I had the last Plug yourselves. <laughs> it's uh, Forgotten Road Ales on Facebook, at Forgotten Road Ales on Instagram, at Forgotten Road, abbreviated, Ales on Twitter, Um Facebook and Instagram is where we post most of our organic, fun stuff, post new stuff all the time about events, different things that we're doing, food trucks that we're hosting, um, you know, charities that we're donating to, new beer releases every Friday, and things like that. So give us a follow there. You can also give Mac the French Brewdog a follow because... He always posts shit that is A, super cute, or B, about Forgotten Red Ales, because that's where he lives, with us, where we spend all of our time making you good fucking beers. And he's super cute, so definitely give all those things a follow. Uh, so thank you all very much again, and a uh, special shout out to my uh, $20 patron, uh, Donnie C. He got, uh, he got involved with us. He uh, joined on as our team member. Uh, you guys can too. You can get a shout out on the podcast if you uh, hit the uh, $20, $20 patron, buy us a four pack. Uh, you get a free swag bag and a bunch of other stuff like that along with the shout out. So appreciate the support. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. And enjoy. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. Check us out on Instagram at nc underscore beer underscore pride or on Facebook at nc beer pride. If you're liking what we do, you can check us out on Patreon. If you'd like to buy me a beer, patreon.com slash nc beer pride. If you're listening on to iTunes, you'd be kind enough as to rate the episode. That really helps us out a bunch as well too. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll check you guys out in the next one. Cheers, y'all.